Hey everyone, welcome to Punkcast. My name is William Maxwell. I'm a student of Web3 and the owner of Punk9527. CryptoPunks are 10,000 uniquely generated characters stored permanently on the Ethereum blockchain. No punk is the same. This is a show dedicated to celebrating the punks behind the punk. My hope for this podcast is that we capture the essence of the punk culture, elevate the brand and the individual behind the punk. One last thing, projects discussed on the show is not financial advice. Crypto and NFTs are a volatile and risky asset class. Please always do your own research. Other than that, let's go. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Punkcast. Today we've got Punk3690. He's a three Addy with nerd glasses, mutton chops, and of course, another dope knitted cap. He's a serial entrepreneur founding many Web3 projects, such as OG Studio, 0x32, Web32, Love Lost Dolls, and Punky Sodes. Please welcome to the show, Gilles. How are you, Gilles? I'm fine, thank you. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> oh, good afternoon. <laughs> GM, GM. <laughs> um, so Gilles, where are you, uh, where are you dialing in from today? Uh, from Belgium. Uh, I'm living in Belgium right now. So Nice. And, uh, is, is it uh, getting cold there over there? or? Uh... Uh, it's getting more and more cold, yeah. I'm, I'm just uh, back from my vacation, uh, actually my honeymoon uh, from Zanzibar. And uh, the difference with the uh, temperature there and here is, is um, quite big. And Amazing. Well, congratulations, mate. Um, congratulations you. to your wedding. Um, and uh, really, really excited to have you on the show today because um, uh, I just recognize that you did punky sides, which I, I did mint because I do want my lunchbox at some stage. But we can, yeah, we can talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but perhaps we can kick off the conversation. Just uh, maybe if you can help everybody uh, just get a little bit acquainted to you and your background, um, yeah. you know, how, where you were brought up, what you studied and how you got into how you got into Web3. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I, um, I, I did my studies in finance in Belgium here. Um, it's not that long ago, so still uh, early in my career. Career, um, and yeah, during during my studies, um, I was already um, experimenting a lot with with um, Bitcoin back then. Um, uh, later on, Ethereum, and was really um, starting to get passionate about Web three in general. So it was back then. It was it was very active on on Reddit, and yeah was all, always more interesting to to be on the reddit than do my actual studies uh still managed to get my my um degree but uh, <laughs> the the blockchain space was more interesting of course uh after my studies in finance i started as a consultant in finance but um yeah, i didn't do that very long um i felt that um the urge to to be an entrepreneur was was very big to do things um to create things um so i started um first at, at like a small episode as as a freelancer but um then uh, i started actually with with a beer fan- venture uh, so i have my i still have my own beer brand here in belgium uh, it's called cowboy it's uh, the phonetic <laughs> of cowboys <laughs> here. Um, and um, yeah, during Corona, I um, during COVID, I uh, had another beer venture with um, uh, draft systems that I brought at home uh, to people to have like smaller uh, parties because it was not allowed to have allowed to go to the bars back then, and uh, you could, could just do a smaller 
event with your family at home. So um, I was um, bringing around uh, draft systems with small kegs. So that was another beer venture. And then, um, but during um, those times, I was always uh, yeah at night and and uh, during the day also uh, very busy with with Web three. And then the um, the NFT space uh, started uh, booming. Um, I finally found a way to to um, put my passion for uh, blockchain into a real business. Um, started OG Studio and a couple of other projects um, with uh, with some amazing co-founders who are also here in the in the office. <laughs> so, amazing, yeah. Um, and and so so maybe let's just go back a little bit. So you was it 2017 that you really started taking interest into crypto? Uh, actually, 2015. So uh, Reddit. So really early then. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was it was on Reddit. You had um, the tipping bot change tip. That was mm-hmm. my first encounter encounter with with um, Bitcoin. So I received a tip for a comment that I made on Reddit, and then yeah, um, got into the rabbit hole, like you say. Um, and also, I was um, back then. I was really interested in nootropics and. Some nootropics were hard to to buy here in in Belgium, and you you had to use um, cryptocurrencies to buy them. So it was uh, it was that that was the first time I really was really using cryptocurrencies. So, so, so was that on um, was that on Silk Road back then? No, or? no, it was it was not. Uh, <laughs> nootropics were were more like the gray zone. It's like um, uh, L-theanine, like the the substance that is in green tea and stuff like that. But still, it, it was very hard to, to order it here in Belgium. Uh, it's more uh, restricted than, than I think in the States. Um, and yeah, so that was, uh, but no Silk Road. <laughs> no, no I, I find that interesting because I, I sort of ventured down the neotropics path, right? After listening to a lot of um, Tim Ferriss podcasts, because, you know, he would talk about some of these things about maximizing yeah. brain power, et cetera, as well. Um, yeah. What what made you interested in neotropics at the time? What was your curiosity in that space? Um, first of all, because yeah, I, I have a very um, it's very difficult for me to focus on the things that I have to do. So for my studies, it was it was quite difficult sometimes. Uh, so I had to um, I was really active in searching solutions for that, and yeah, one of those solutions were neotropics. But the the danger there was that you were searching for neotropics to to be, um, yeah, to do your studies better, but on the flip side, then you were more reading full days into nootropics than actually doing your, your <laughs> studies. <laughs> so you get that rabbit holes for sure. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and, and then, so what, what was it for you that I guess sparked your interest into, I guess, Bitcoin and then ultimately sort of Ethereum, like what, uh, what was a hooking point for you where you sort of said, actually, I'm going to hang out in this Reddit. You know, I'm really super interested about it. It means a lot to me. I'm curious about digging further. Yeah, I think it, it clicked really early for me that that you you have this, this digital asset that you can really own that no other party can uh, take from you. That um, was a really interesting thought uh, back then. Um, and then, yeah, it was... It was really more like like uh, what do people with this? Um, okay, back then it was, was a lot of more sketchy things. You read about Silk Road, of course. You 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 um, 
you uh, check what is Silk Road is and try to to uh, <laughs> to be there. <laughs> I think I think <laughs> we've all been there. <laughs> so I checked it for, of course. Um, and then you go into like okay, there is these other types of coins. Um, Dogecoin was was uh, uh, starting back then uh, as a meme, uh, and some really funny things happened with um, yeah, Dogecoin being used for for um, like I think they did yeah a lot of for for charity uh, back then and like really into this Reddit community they they pulled money to do crazy stuff, um, which was more like the, the early days for the culture of Web3 to, to start. And um, yeah, it, it really it was really attractive at the, the time to, mm. to see people do things with this uh, magic internet money um, that normally would not be possible. Yeah. Uh, um, amazing sort of invention for sure. And mm -hmm. and then what was your sort of transition into Ethereum and then ultimately to CryptoPunks? What was yeah. that like? Um, yeah, Ethereum was, was um, I think it started also then. No, it was it was the time of the, the um, um, ICO of Ethereum actually. And uh, Ethereum was a little bit later for me, I think, 2017, I, I started with early 2017 with experimenting with Ethereum. Um, for me, it was more like an altcoin like others um, to trade against Bitcoin. So I didn't do a lot of trading, but for me, it was sometimes I had my Bitcoin and then I would, would um, think about I need more Bitcoin. So I'm going to buy these altcoins versus Bitcoin and try to make more Bitcoin. Um, um, and Ethereum was one of them, but then later on it, it clicked that, okay, this can do a little bit more. There is, there is a lot of people building, uh, on Ethereum. Um, the ecosystem was growing. Um, and yeah, I, I'm always with uh, the experimental mindset that I don't really, um, buy, um, an altcoin or, um, or Bitcoin without trying to do something with it. And for Ethereum, um, I think the first use cases were that I really um, found interesting were ENS, um, uh, very early ENS and CryptoKitties back then. Also, <laughs> a very cool uh, uh, use case. It was actually the so, first counter with NFTs too. Then, so so ENS was actually made that long ago. ENS was basically around CryptoKitties time as well. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. The first um, I, I minted my first ENS pre-punk. So you have now the, this category in ENS uh, pre-punk ENS names, and um, that's actually predated uh, for that um, for the CryptoPunks contract was deployed. It's really what interesting. Did, what, what, did, what did you mint if it's not uh, personal? Uh, back then, my first ENS was uh, free um, hyphen eater dot eat. <laughs> so. <laughs> nice. Back then it was it was another mechanism like now you you um, it needed to be more than seven characters to to mint an ENS and it was also a different uh, smart contract so um, the the way it it was that you needed to um, it was it was some sort of an auction actually you you uh, regis registered for an ENS name and then it was up for auction and if no one outbids you 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 received the ENS after 
time frame. Cool. So and yeah, it was really interesting. But I missed uh, the crypto things in that that period. Yeah. Is, so, uh, so maybe uh, talk about how how you sort of found your way into CryptoPunks. Like, I think you said that you got into CryptoKitties as well. Yeah. And then how did you sort of transition into CryptoPunks? What was that like? What did you sort of find out about them? So, yeah, uh, I didn't find out about them back then. So it was only ENS and CryptoKitties. And I was really focused on CryptoKitties. I, I even did, uh, I was not an entrepreneur yet. And I even did uh, uh, some sort of internal keynotes at the finance <laughs> company back then about CryptoKitties. And everyone was looking like, what the fuck is this guy doing <laughs> with, with digital cats that can breed and and that you can sell on a on a marketplace for for some Ethereum, which is not even real money. <laughs> so it was a really funny period, and then uh, it actually disappeared uh, for quite some time. The the NFT space. Um, so I bought my my CryptoPunk um, in two thousand twenty one, um, but I. I must have, have been on Reddit um, across the crypto thing, but never uh, caught my attention, actually. So I think I really knew about the crypto punks in, in early 2021 with the new um, NFT boom. Got it. Uh, I think it, it, it was yeah, a very silent period. Maybe it'd be interesting just to go back to CryptoKitties because um, I haven't mm -hmm. really, I haven't bought any CryptoKitties as well, but... Uh, could you just explain a high level what CryptoKitties is for everybody? Yeah, it was it was actually the first kind of notion of, of NFTs um, that went somehow more mainstream in the crypto space, I think. And um, you could um, first you you minted, I think, a crypto uh, kitty. And then if you have uh, two crypto kitties, you could breed, but you could also breed with other people's crypto kitties. So it was like started with a small um, small amount, scarce amount of CryptoKitties and yeah, it, it has an infinite uh, supply um, afterwards because of the breeding. Um, okay. it was, it was is, not... is, that, is that, and what's the, so the supply must be huge by now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I don't know if, if people really played active anymore, but um, okay. I know okay. I, I bought one CryptoKitty uh, in 2021 um, I still have some originals of my uh, from, from back then, but I know I bought one um, from uh, Generation Zero, I think. Or no, it's it was it was a, a another kind of system. But I I it's at like a thesis that I wanted to buy one of the first crypto kitties. Um, I think I spent like um, zero point three or something on it. Just to have and, and one of those early crypto kitties that is provable on chain, but I don't think there is much value anymore in that that ecosystem. It was a very fun period that that inspired a lot of NFT projects afterwards. Um, but this is, I think it's it's history a little bit. <laughs> Absolutely. And then and then how did you? Um, I mean, was it natural for you to understand digital assets and ownership via sort of a JPEG back then, if you were going out and giving yeah. speeches about NFTs yeah, in some a, ways? That's a very interesting question, um, which I, I talk a lot about uh, with, with friends my age. Um, but I think I, it, it felt natural because I have um, a history in playing uh, RuneScape a lot. I don't know if you know RuneScape, but it's uh, like this MMORPG uh, from our childhood where 
where you have this first notion of, okay, you, you have scarce uh, digital goods that you can trade with other people. You can get scammed out of these goods. Uh, you can lose them. You can, uh, you can lose access to your account. You can get scammed um, from your account. So it, it feels that this whole ownership of digital assets that I already experienced it in my chi childhood with RuneScape with uh, this, this clans together playing against other clans and, and stuff like that. And I think clans are like the NFT communities from now. Um, so the, there are a lot of similarities, but uh, without, without blockchain and without uh, the, um, the actual ownership of a, of a digital assets, asset, what we could have now with, with the technology. Uh, okay. That's cool. It's interesting. I think when you sort of talk about games, I think I ask that question quite often on Punkcast. Mm -hmm. And I think most people get NFTs because they come from a gaming background and it's quite yep. easy for them to, to understand or some sort of, you know, basketball card trading, trading sort of collection. I think that makes it a little bit easier to sort of understand the concept. But for, yep. I guess for the most part, people that don't engage with that still find it a bit of a mental challenge or hurdle to get into, right? Yeah, indeed. Um, and then, um, and so, and so just maybe just flashing back to, I guess, um, CryptoPunks then, um, maybe let's just talk about how you picked out 3690. So, uh, with the mutton chops, the glasses and the, and the knitted cap, like, um, was that your, were you searching around for it or was this the first one you went to and you just sort of bought, like, what was your thinking process around it? Um, I was, I was, um, I think I was searching for, for some weeks already, like, um, just uh, scrolling every day uh, through the floor punks because um, I, I believe that yeah, I was not really interested to have like a rare one or, or something. So floor punks page was, was enough for me, um, but I don't really felt it with, with one of the punks and then just saw one that, that popped out of the, the scrolling uh, uh, on my screen and that was uh, 3690. I think it's, it's because of the colors. The, the the blue from the nerd glasses uh, combined with the orange of the of the um, the knitted cap, which I I find really interesting, the orange and blue together. Um, yeah, it's, if, it's a nice contrast. Yeah, yeah. So it was the one that that really popped out, and then I only had like yeah, I, I decided really quick because I know I knew uh, in the Discord there were a lot of people like. Uh, uh, complaining like oh shit i saw this this one too uh, i wanted to buy it and <laughs> i was like yes i have the right one <laughs> uh no but, it's, it's a it's a it's an awesome punk and, and then what what um what sort of compelled you to buy it because back then this is sort of before the pump came along yeah from recollection at that point in time like 16 eth was still a fairly expensive number yeah. to spend on an nft right like what sort of got you over the line with uh, with the purchase I think it's it's um, it's a combination of of already um, having this this notion of from the past of like the crypto kitties that I saw there was value in digital assets and yeah like the RuneScape gaming I saw that there were were like uh, very rare par party heads back then that uh, went for a lot of uh, in-game currency but that in-game game currency was all also sold for for real money PayPal and, and credit cards. So I, I had this, this notion already. And uh, for me, the 2021 um, 
NFT boom started with, with Bored Apes. I just missed the mint, but I had one fairly quick. Um, and yeah, I, I just felt like, okay, this is going to explode um, this year. It was, it was a feeling and I think it was quite correct uh, eventually. It's a good bet. Yeah. Um, cool. And then, um, and so, and so like, what, you, what are you working on now? I think you sort of mentioned, um, a few web three projects at the moment. Like what, what are sort of some of the key things you're sort of working on at the moment? So yeah, the, the main thing I'm, I'm working out, uh, on now is the, um, the web three studio that, that I co-founded with four other people. Um, also, uh, very early crypto people, um, from different backgrounds. So we, we called it OG studio. Uh, not only for or original gangster, but also because we we promote the concept of ownership generation. Uh, so it's it's ownership generation studio, and um, we're quite full stack. So we have uh, someone who is very good with design. We have a smart contract wizard, uh, people that are very um, strategic um, and technical also. So we help brands to, to do their Web3 strategy. Also uh, do a lot of education nowadays because that's one of the most important things for industry right now. Um, but we can also execute on things. So for example, we did a, a very fun project for um, one of the um, um, most uh, famous Belgian uh, award shows for creative companies uh, where we uh, put their awards for for different advertising uh, campaigns on on chain and really explained it like okay your your name um, because you worked on this uh, advertisement is forever on chain um, so in 50 years your family will see that you won the, this nft for um, working on this project and then these awards were uh, like 3d um, um, yeah the output of the nft was like a 3d uh, statue like the oscar statues um and we put them in on cyber to really visualize it because it's still it, it makes it a little bit more tangible for for people that are not in this space to to see it in an in a virtual environment and let them believe like this is really your assets in this virtual environment that you own uh, or, or that you won uh so that's cool so that's, that's cool the, that's the things that we are doing with the studio. Um, on the flip side, we are not only working for brands, but doing our own projects like the Punky Zoids project um, and uh, the Love Love Dolls. Do you want to just give everybody uh, an overview of uh, Punky Zoids, what that is? Yeah, Punky Zoids is, is actually an idea that, that um, exists for, for a long time within our studio. And it was, um, yeah, it was triggered by when, um, uh, the IP rights of, of the CryptoPunks were still under Larva Labs. Um, there was a lot of, of things uh, around it, like what can you actually do with the IP? Because uh, it was not very clear from Larva Labs. Um, we thought about a system like, okay, if you can mint with your CryptoPunk, um, some sort of, of uh, factory, uh, with, with this factory, you can mint uh, merchandise items. Um, all on chain in pixel art, where the the CryptoPunk goes through the factory on the merchandise items. And you can mint um, something that that doesn't have IP from 
CryptoPunks with your punk, so it's token gated minting, and then you can decide for your own what you mint um, from merchandise items. We provide the tools for you to mint merchandise items. We don't earn anything on it, but you can decide. You're in the driver's seat with your punk what you do with it. So you could uh, sell your your um, uh, lunchbox, for example. That's that's one of the first uh, marketing gimmicks. A little bit of for the from the meme of Noah <laughs> that he uh, abs- absolutely it's still something like um, yeah, it was it was a pilot for us. But uh, the real project is that we want to provide a system uh, for crypto punks to leverage their IP. Um, where they can really decide how to do it. That's cool. Just uh, for everybody listening, um, the lunchbox meme came out because I think when Yuga acquired the Lava Labs uh, IP rights, um, I think a lot of the punks were a little bit scared that Yuga was going to do something cringe or cheesy with the CryptoPunk IP. And I think the meme was, we don't want to be on lunchboxes or we don't want to be on... You know, school bags and uh, and the like, and so um, every morning when Noah came on and said good morning, um, it was when lunchbox, when lunchbox, and so um, so yeah, it's pretty funny um, how the old punks got around that. But uh, yeah. I'm still waiting though. I actually I actually want a lunchbox now. I'm um, I'm still pretty keen on getting one. <laughs> yeah. But um, <laughs> <laughs> and so now this is really exciting stuff, man. And so like. Of all the things you could be doing, I mean, you've selected to be a Web3 consultancy. I mean, what, what do you sort of see in Web3 that um, you're you're putting all your time and dedication and investing in, into this sort of space right now? Yeah, I think the main part we see now is um, that um, yeah, we need a, a lot of education to do now. We have a lot of education. So we're doing uh, keynotes for, for companies. We do strategy workshops, but always with the... Uh, a touch of of uh, practice, practice, uh, practicality. Like uh, the, um, if we do a strategy workshop, we onboard the members of that are uh, doing it from the company on a MetaMask, and we we let them claim a POAP, for example, so that they really have this feeling of okay, now I have a wallet. Oh, and you don't need any cryptocurrency to to make a, a wallet on MetaMask and claim a POAP, for example. But that's our first notion of like, okay, now I have this wallet and I own a token that I was here in this meeting. And we tell them like, okay, in 50 years, you can still show this token with your wallet address. If you keep your wallet address, um, to other people that you were there. Uh, so that's, uh, some of the things we are doing. So we're really early still and, um, doing like this evangelist stuff. And then we hope to to do experiments for big big brands out of this uh, strategy, um, and we are managing to to do some of these these experiments, uh, which is really fun to do now. So really That's early, awesome. um, but cool cool things to do. No much much needed, and um, you yeah. know I sort of feel like they do need legitimate Web three people helping mm-hmm. guide and advise them in in web three in the right way. And I think yeah. we sort of find a lot of brands wanting to get in because of the buzzwords, um, but not, not really knowing where to start. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think a lot of the, uh, I, I keep shitting on a lot of the LinkedIn advisors yeah. out there at the moment, you know, they're, 
going off and saying that they can do a whole bunch of NFT stuff and you know um, and, and market help them market, but the reality is, is they haven't been in the space bottom up, and I think it's a really missed opportunity. Um, yeah. So I can definitely see the value that you could bring to a lot of these Web two companies. Yeah, I agree on the the LinkedIn cringe is is amazing. <laughs> even now in the bear market, we we hope that it would would die down a little bit, but uh, still it's, uh, <laughs> it's yeah crazy. yeah. Absolutely. We need to prevent this with from within the Web3 community to um to um yeah we need to claim the platform to to spread the the Web3 um uh, the Web3 um, promises. So absolutely. Yeah. And, and look, I, I'm I'm pretty I'm like I sound like a hater for Web2 people trying to advise and get everybody excited mm-hmm. for Web3, and we should be inclusive. I'm all for that. Yeah. But I just sort of feel like if Web2 companies get the wrong advice. They do something very short-term and transactional. Yep. Um, it burns their customers and it burns their brand and they won't come back. Yep. And so net-net, it's going to be a loss for us long-term, right? And so that's why like, I'm I'm really trying to push and, and get more Web3 people connected with Web2 world to, to get things up and running and rolling, right? So, uh, so yep. yeah. And then just maybe going back to... Um, I guess your NFT sort of career, and I know you're more of a builder than necessarily mm-hmm. a trader, but just out of curiosity, like what, 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 um, what do you collect? What do you like collecting the most? And, and I guess, why do you, why do you collect? Yeah, I, I like to collect. Um, yeah, that's actually a good question. <laughs> uh, very different uh, things. I think I'm always looking at my collection and think like, okay, what do I miss? And for now, for example, um, I feel that I miss a lot of generative art, so I'm reading into generative art again, um, which I, I really find an interest. What What do you find interesting about gen art? Like, I absolutely love gen art, but um, what do you find interesting yeah, about it? The thought of like it's it's a combination of of human creativity and um, like this randomness of of um, an algorithm. So it's uh, it's like leveraged human creativity that you see on some Absolutely. way so that's that's a very interesting thought i think um it's also the same with with this this ai um uh, wave that we are seeing now with, with stable diffusion that you just do a text prompt which is a human creative process but then it leverages that creative process to to an output that that is more than human sometimes yeah i uh, yeah. i still I still, I still haven't got my head around the uh, AI stuff, but I know uh, another punk, Claire Silva, has been pushing AI art pretty hard, and some of the some of it looks actually really cool. Um, yeah, mate, I'm I'm just I'm just looking through your wallet. You've got some really interesting things in here. Um, obviously, you've got Moonbirds, you've got V1 punks, um, but I also yeah. see you have a project called Zunks in here. Um, yeah. What what made you buy Zunks? Uh, I think that was at a time that that there were a lot of um, of things to buy, and um, I tend to if I buy something, I'm I'm more of a like a collector that don't don't have this this thing like okay now now I need to to sell it at some point. So and Zunks were, were like a short thing that caught my attention, but. Uh, then it died down and it's there in the wallet. So <laughs> I don't know actually. Yeah. You, you know, do you know who the uh, the creator was? Yeah, it's it's uh, linked with the um, 
diese Sagabond. Uh, That's right, from, uh, from yeah. Azuki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's so funny. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, I, I aped a massive bag of Zunks um, around the same time. Because I think at the point, you know, shit punks were the latest craze, right? Funks came out, Zunks, and yeah. all those other bits and pieces. But, um, but yeah, just so everybody knows, a, a Zunk with a Z is basically a crypto punk um, that is that has different traits from the original crypto punks. So they sort of market themselves as the, the next ten thousand crypto punks. But I've got to say, the 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 actual, you know, the the artwork and everything else looks looks spot on, and the contract and the product looks really good, right? And um, but at that time, Zagabond was absolutely anonymous and uh, he wouldn't give the uh, community much love, right? So uh, it was funny how that sort of uncovered. But that was another scandal in the space. Yeah. Um, cool. And then, and then, do you actually have any um, any sort of projects that you're you're watching closely or you're interested in in buying into in this bear market? Uh, for now, um, I think yeah, I'm, I'm I'm starting to get this feeling again to. Um, to watch out for for projects that are surviving, like um, really executing now. Um, one that I'm I'm eyeing right now is is Deadfellas. I think it's a really interesting okay. uh, project. It's um, I think it's the floor is is quite uh, low versus their all time high. But you you see this this kind of projects where the community somehow um, died a little and and but are still executing. Um, so it's yeah, it's a main thing. All communities are, are like dying a little bit down, but uh, I think the the strong projects for for the next cycle are the ones that that keep going and and don't uh, go back to to web twist web two stuff or something. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Of course, <laughs> I, I um I absolutely missed uh I absolutely missed dead fellas. Um, what's what's the floor now? Do you know? Uh, I think it's zero point nine or something. Zero point eight. Okay. Yeah, I heard there, there was a pump there, and I just sort of faded it. Right. But um, all right, cool. Yeah. And then, um, I guess when you look back on your NFT career, like, do you have a special moment that uh, or a special win that comes to mind? Uh, the biggest win for me is that I I um, started OG Studio with uh, some amazing co-founders. So a company that I, I own a part of, that I can work for, that I can bring my passion in and uh, um, earn my my monthly income to pay all my bills. So that's the biggest win for me. Fantastic. When, and where did you get that started? Uh, it's the, yeah, the company is, is, is registered like um, in January this year. But uh, yeah, we okay. were working on it for... for uh, more than a year from nice so, congratulations on that that is a big win too um yeah and and uh do you have like a a, a worse loss or a, uh, any regrets in your nft career today yeah of course there are some um some regrets like the financial ones like i should have sold this or that but eventually i think it's yeah if you if you go into the nft space space with the mindset i want to to earn money, it's it's uh, by just collecting or flipping. Um, it's it takes a lot of time and energy from you, and I think you don't don't uh, win a lot with it. So I think um, it's very difficult. And so I'm I'm not looking to the the financial uh, should haves or um, the the things that are, for example, a moonbird. I I bought it at the top. So but I don't look at it like that way. Because it can, 
I'm, I, in the past, I, I did it may, maybe like everyone, but but um, it takes a lot of, yeah. of mental energy from you, and you you need that that energy somewhere else. So, absolutely. Uh, um, but Moonbeds is a good project. I think um, you know yeah, the team there is pretty strong. So I think uh, they, I mean they're another building team that's just going to do their thing, right? So uh, yeah. I think they they'll be okay. Um, and then. Any sort of big lessons or insights that you've that you've garnered over your NFT or crypto career that you want to share? Uh, lessons or insights is yeah, um, yeah, this, that's a, a difficult one. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. We can move on to the next one. Um, yeah. Do you have a favorite punk personality that comes to mind? Um, mm. That's a good one. Uh, I think um, I'm I'm following G Money a lot. I think. Uh, Maybe also a little bit biased with a knitted cap, but <laughs> it's like the, the ape version of, of uh, the ape leader of the, the knitted cap gang or something. <laughs> uh, Absolutely. Thought leader. I, he, he, did, he did that um, project with uh, Anthony Hopkins that's just released. The, um, the actor. Yeah, I think it just came out recently. So I was just watching a little bit of his podcast the other night, but I, I don't know how good the project yeah. is or what it's about yet. But yeah, I, I think okay. he's doing a very great job in in bringing uh, Web three culture out there in the mainstream, and that's that's something um, that uh, helps the the whole industry. So, absolutely, so, very cool. And uh, I think I, I saw I also saw you had a couple Adidas into the metaverse NFTs, where yeah, yeah. you could you, you could claim some merch. And I'm I'm still yeah. waiting for the orange beanie to come out and make it mainstream. Yeah, yeah indeed, <laughs> that would be one that. Uh, that I, I would actually wear on, on occasion because I feel like a lot of merch, I, I collect the merch, but then I think like, where do I need to wear this? <laughs> Man, I've got about 20 hats and about yeah. you know 30, 30 hoodies in my closet at the moment. So uh, I'm with you. Yeah. Um, okay. And then if you had to describe punk culture in a few words, how would you describe punk culture? Yeah, I think in a few words, it's, it's something that started as some counterculture uh, in some way, and then um, evolve, evolves to, to like builder culture. Like uh, I think um, the punks are, first you have the, the very vocal uh, counter people, um, but I think now you, you have the, the subset of punks that are the builders that are, are standing up. So I think um, the, yeah, they all have like this innovative mindset and try to do things different than, than what they've been learned or, or what um, um, society thinks that they need to do. So that's a, the counter part. And now they're like really building what they believe in, I think. So absolutely. absolutely. Interesting and, uh, uh, to see. Yeah. And, and um, I'm going to ask you this question because I sort of also see that you have a board ape in your mm -hmm. wallet. Yeah. Um, I've, I've, I mean, I've all, and a moonbird for that for the, for that matter. Um, what's the, I guess what's the key reason for you in terms of building or using your punk as your profile picture as your main profile picture? Yeah, uh, I feel more connected to it with being a punk than with an ape, for example. Uh, and it's hard to explain why, but I think the, the the thing I just said about this this counter and and builder culture it's more in the punks than in in apes. Apes is more like um, it's a different feeling that I have there. So it's more yeah, it feels more hyped, yeah. 
right? Which, which is, they are doing a lot of cool stuff and some apes are building a lot of cool stuff. But um, they are like, to, to link my identity to some um, uh, NFT, then I would always prefer the punk, the more like a punk. Cool. And um, if you could pass on a message to the next owner of your punk, yeah. what would you like to say to them? Keep building. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> awesome Jill so um so this has been a really fun session um I guess yeah. is there any uh closing comments um on your side and also you know maybe uh ways to sort of find and connect with you um yeah to connect with me I have my twitter my my handle is punk3690 uh has a nice uh, 69 in the in the number <laughs> I also like very much um, and yeah, you can, we have a, a website from, for OG studio. So it's OG, uh, hyphen and on studio, studio.xyz, um, um, can mail me there. And, uh, one, one very cool thing for other punks is, is punks club, for example. It's, uh, it's one Are, are I, you part of punks club? Yeah. Are, you, yeah, are yeah. you probably one of the builders of punks club? So is that with, um, Voitech? Yeah. I, I'm not in, in the team or, but, um, I, I follow the project closely and um, ah, I'm okay. on the platform. So ah, there, yes, yes, yes. all my socials linked. Ah, yes, of course, of course. Yeah. 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 Um, awesome. I'll, I'll put them in the show notes uh, for sure. But, yeah. um, but hey, this was, this is really fun, Gilles. Um, we should um, definitely do this again at some, some point in time, but uh, love chatting with you and uh, yeah. wish you all the best on, on your future journey. Likewise. It's very fun to do. And, uh, awesome. Awesome. And guys, that wraps it up for Punkcast for this week. And uh, yeah, we'll see you again next week for another episode. Bye now.